Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve, your host. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This podcast is about how to be a better you. Sometimes we interview a variety of people to help you to look at things from a different perspective. And thank you for joining us again this week as we continue our series on understanding relationships. We discussed about fear and we also discussed about the reasons behind us fighting. This week I want to discuss a little more deeper in depth about understanding our trauma or what I call hidden landmines. We don't know what our hidden landmines are until somebody steps on it. And sometimes that landmine can be projected onto the other person who was innocent in stepping on the landmine. I had that happen in a relationship where I accidentally stepped on that landmine and she had blown up and trying to talk and reason with her didn't help. It only aggravated the situation. She would continue to talk, ask me a question, and as soon as I try to answer, she chimes in and says, well, you're interrupting or she'll continue to talk over me. And this was indicative from some abusive relationships that she used to be in. And she projected the natural response onto me. And where I'm going to go with this is another example I'll give with you of a couple that I was working with this past week in regards to understanding hidden landmines. We live in a society that we're so fast-paced that we don't think about our consequences or reactions to certain situations until after the effect. We have to be able to slow our thought processes down. Now granted, it is tough to do this in a heated moment with someone who is elevated by emotion spark. The spark of emotion is so flammable that you have to take a step back, allow that person to have that moment. But we have to take time to sit down and process and think about what just happened. Because a lot of times when we hit a landmine, we really don't realize what happened until after the effect. And in therapy, I work with couples and try to help them process and work through this landmine. And most of the time, it's a projection onto their loved one or their significant other that they have dealt with. And we need to consider the facts of what's caused our pain. And what do you mean by considering the facts or processing the events that's happened? Again, we live in such a fast-paced society. We get up, 
we go to work, we don't process sometimes at work, events happen, we come home stressed. The wife or the significant other comes home and says, oh my gosh, the kitchen's a mess. And the husband might react and say, holy cow, what did I do? And she blows up and gets angry at him because he reacted. And then at that moment, she's upset because she bit his head off, didn't mean to. He took it personally. She's mad. She's stressed and overworked at work and comes home and sees another mess. And it becomes a reactive situation that really didn't need to go there. If we stop and process our actions, we can begin to work and address on our trauma. I have a client who came to me because he was a spender. And one of the things he was trying to work on is not spend so much. Impulsive buying. And as we dug a little deeper into his past, we found out that it was his spouse, tone, and actions that was stepping on his landmine. And we dove into his background and found that it was the tone of a stepfather and his mother that he did not like, and it caused him emotional pain. And so to feel good, he would go and buy. And when we start working on this process, his impulse of buying kind of stopped or he was more regulated because he opened up to his spouse and let her know, hey, you're, you're, you're stepping on a landmine and I need some help here. And she recognized how to change her tone and addressed her approach to him a lot better to where their marriage now is flourishing. So when I talk about stepping on landmines, these are landmines that we are unaware of. And when we get hurt, when our landmine is activated, we need to take that time to process. So this past week, I had a couple come into my office who had that exact same incident happen. What I mean is, is that I asked, hey, how your week was going? They said, well, we kind of had a, an episode. And I said, let's discuss it. She described the episode as coming home from work. And it was late in the evening. So as she entered the front door, the dogs were excited to see her. And she began to pay a lot more attention to her, even though her husband was laying on the couch. And during this process, the dogs were so excited that it kind of awoke in him and the dogs were all over the place. He gets up and says, you know, I, I, I just need to kind of dogs settle down. He goes to the bathroom and she hears this bang. And she says, oh my gosh, I don't know what I did wrong. I think I paid too much attention to the dogs and not enough attention to him. Now he's angry at me because I didn't say hi to him or pay enough attention to him when I got home. 
And in this process, her husband chimed in and said, I wasn't upset with her. I was just waking up and the dogs were all over me and I was just wanting the dogs to settle down. But when I went into the bathroom, somebody left the cabinet door open and my head hit it and I got upset and slammed the door and took care of my business. And they both said that they went to bed with a stressed emotion and feeling. And the next day they woke up as nothing has happened. But she said that during that process, during that day and the rest of the week, she started to withdraw because she wasn't sure about her husband's actions and reactions because she felt like she wasn't enough for her husband. And we've been working and addressing on her fears of her husband leaving or that he was going to cheat on her. And so often she describes how she gets inside of her head. So this time I said, let's take this apart. I need you to dig a little deeper. I want you to look at what is causing this emotion of fear that he's going to cheat or leave or that you're not good enough. How far back in the past can you go to identify this source of pain? She says, I, I'm having difficulty trying to figure it out. And I responded by saying, I could tell you, I know exactly where this is stemming from, but I, I want to help you to process it because it's not going to help you if I tell you. Because as soon as we start processing, you're going to identify this hurt. And that's what I'm trying to explain to my listeners is that we have to dig in to the source. It wasn't her current husband that was causing this trigger. It was her that was causing emotional pain on the inside. So it's almost like she's self-sabotaging herself by her actions. So I asked to dig a little deeper. And as we process, I said, go to a little deeper. And then she says, oh, wow. It's my dad. My dad is like a sexist. He talks about women's bodies, uh, always commenting, oh, look at that woman. Look at her breast. Look at how she's dressed. Ooh, I like her. And then she stepped a little bit further back into the past where they were going to the lake. And she was wearing a one-piece bathing suit. And this is where she said, I felt uncomfortable and weird because my dad made the comment, hey, show off that body of yours. Be proud of what you have. Go change and put a bikini on. And she struggled with that. And so we began to process a little bit more about how dad and his words and actions set the stage of how she is to perform for a man 
and what a man expects for a woman. And as we begin to process and work through this event, I said, what happened next? Because now we have the verbalization and the actions of dad setting the stage of how you are to be. What do you think happened next into your life? She goes, oh, I left my dad and got married to a military man. I was his trophy wife. And we started having troubles in our marriage because I felt like I wasn't good enough because he was physically abusive to me. And there was a lot of things that transpired that just made me feel like I wasn't good enough because he would go and cheat even though I was his trophy wife. So in my mind, I couldn't perform to his standard. And I said, I want you to look at something here. Your dad sets the stage of how a man treats a woman and how you thought a woman should treat a man, dress like and be like for a man. Then that was reinforced because you found somebody similar to your dad, not knowing, but he reinforced your belief system by a physical action because of the abuse that had transpired. And you divorce and now you're remarried to your current husband and all these feelings come into mind that you're projecting onto him even though he's treating you the best way he knows how to treat you. And I said, I want you to look at that. Do you feel his actions and his words are indicative of what's happened in your past that he's going to cheat on you? Do you feel worthy to be his wife? Does he help you to feel that you are good enough for him? And so we began to work on her thought processes that she is good enough. And it's not about the value that people place in a sign. You know, society is really harsh on women and men. And there's a lot of pain associated with male and female that sometimes I often wonder if people are disassociating from female, male, gender to say well, we're binary, just to escape from the pain that's associated from male and female. Because in society, there is this pressure a woman has to be or act a certain way Women sometimes have this low self-esteem, and so in order to feel love, they feel like they have to be sexual. Now, I'm not saying all women. Some women feel this way, and then they feel hurt because the next day he's gone. And there's this pressure to look, to act, to be a certain way. 
Social media doesn't help. Our commercials don't help. For men, it's the same way. And this is the reason why I try to caution how women and men interact with one another because of what's happened in our past. Our traumas get triggered, these hidden landmines. And you think about men's identity, they build it by work, what they buy, what they purchase, what they have been successful in, and women just want to tear that away by taking everything away from a man, including their children. In my own personal experience, I have parental alienation syndrome, where she was self-sabotaging and sabotaging our relationship, well, my relationship with the children. That's another story. But we have to understand where our childhood hurts come from so that we can reduce how much we are projecting onto the other person. And this becomes vulnerability. And in order to be vulnerable with someone, we have to remove this fear. And to remove the fear is how we react to the other person. And I want you to think about the value that you have. It's not by what other people determine. In my wallet, I carry a piece of paper, a napkin, and a dollar bill all folded up into one. And I pull this out wherever I am when I know somebody is struggling with self-esteem or confidence. So I pull out these three items and I ask the person, what is this napkin? What does it do? Well, it cleans up, wipes up things and maybe two cents, okay? What about this piece of notebook paper? Well, maybe five cents. And I said, well, wait a minute. What if I put on there that I owe you $100? Now it's not worth five cents, it's worth 100. It's whatever the value that's been placed on that paper. And then I say, what's this dollar bill? Well, the dollar bill is worth a dollar. I said, but there's, these three things may be different, but what do they have in common? They have in common paper. And paper comes from a tree. And if we can start working on our mindset that we're a tree, we're priceless, then no one can assign a value of who we are. And when we address our trauma and start working on our trauma, we, we have to look at what our value is. And with my couple, her value was stemming from her husband's reactions that's triggered a landmine in her of how she's supposed to be for a man and how she was supposed to be reactive to a man. And as we begin to address this hurt, landmines, 
trauma. Now, trauma I separate in two different categories. I call them big T and little t. Big trauma is things like severe car accidents, somebody getting killed in front of you, something that your brain cannot process all at once. Little trauma are things that are parents yelling, severe abuse sometimes can be either or depending on the situation. And when we start processing and working on these trauma, this way we can start addressing our landmines and what they are. Because a lot of times, remember, when that landmine is stepped on, we begin to project the feelings of the past onto the other person. And you have to listen to the words and actions of what this person is going to do. That's hard. It's difficult because sometimes because of our own hurts, our landmines get triggered and we become reactive to the situation. And pretty soon we begin to fight and we don't know the reason behind why we fight. Therefore, it's important that we try to take a step back. Now, when an argument begins and it starts to escalate, somebody needs to recognize that in that moment, hey, can we take a time out? Let's take a 30, 45 minute breather. However long it needs to take, let's take a breath and let's come back and revisit. Sometimes that's difficult because if a person's still in the traumatic landmine, coming back is not going to be beneficial because they're still stuck in that rut and they don't know how to get out of it because it could be a reminder of how an abusive relationship was to that person and they just don't know how to get out of it or recover. So when you think about relationships, about fear, we need to start addressing what's behind our fear. We chose to be with this person for a reason. I understand things happen and change in relationship that sometimes wasn't there before. All I'm asking is that we need to really evaluate and when I work with people, I start working on what is your identity? Who are you? Without having those labels. Remember, it goes back into the napkin, the paper, and the dollar bill. Don't allow outside forces to label you and assign your value when you are priceless. Then you can start setting healthy emotional boundaries into place that help protect this identity. But under all this is our belief system. It's things from our past that keep popping up. It's more than just a belief system of, of a belief in God or not, politics, education, messages that we received as we were growing up as children, our friends, educators, those things, 
sometimes these messages say we're not good enough. And creating healthy emotional boundaries can help you start working on and addressing these hidden landmines. And remember, we can work through these hidden landmines. It's just processing and understanding where they're coming from and taking the time and the patience to love who you are because you are worthy. You are important. And setting boundaries helps you to fight that back because there are hidden messages that say that you're not worthy. So this week, remember, you are worthy and you are important. Julia Parks will be with me next week. She's a best international seller co-author. And let's hear about her story. Until then. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.